1: It's Jane Pickett our resident vet uh, joins me uh, good afternoon to you Jane did you get t- caught Hi in traffic there.
0: you know what no. no I was caught with an emergency it's the, oh the where nat- you? nature of the veterinary She's game i literally I'm ran and I, I saw her
1: on the camera she literally legged it into <laughs> the building and is everything okay everything's absolutely that's, perfect that's good yeah. okay let's get straight into questions because there's a lot of questions coming in including one that I saw from somebody who said they're at their wits end and that always makes me worried it's in Mallow. it's actually on behalf of a friend of I'm at my wit's end over my friend she lives alone and last year she got herself a little Jack Russell cross type dog everything was grand until the next door neighbour's dog attacked the little Jack Russell. Oh. To make a long story short, my friend's dog now is what I can only describe as uncontrollable when we're out for a walk. The minute she spots another mm. dog, she's terrified, she goes mad, she's trying to get off the lead. My problem is, my friend is a little bit unstable on her feet and I'm actually afraid that even though it's only a little Jack Russell, that she could end knocking her over. Uh, would you suggest another dog might mm. help?
0: That's really really hard i My heart goes out to the poor poor owner who's in this situation and maybe a little bit unsteady on her feet and having a dog pulling it's 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 uncomfortable at the best of times, even when you're very solid on your feet to have a dog pulling around, but also the little dog I'd say. The poor fella's probably just had a, a terribly frightening it's a she. experience. It's Susie. Oh uh, Susie. Ah, Susie. Perfect. Susie's probably just had a terribly frightening experience, and now whenever she sees a dog, she's reminded of us, of of that happening, and she she's what we call nervous aggressive. Um, and okay. so she's probably getting really, really terrified, and and dogs kind of have a fight or flight response, and when they're not given the flight option because they're on a lead out on a walk. They they do the fight option and most of the time it will just be, you know, woofing and snarling and growling. And,
1: and particularly the type of dog that it is, a Jack Russell. Yeah. They think they're bigger than what they really yeah, are Yeah, they, well. they do. They have yeah. small
0: dog syndrome, definitely. They like to think that they're a massive Rottweiler or something like that. I think really it will take time and patience to overcome this, but it's definitely overcomable. Um, okay. There's two things I would do. First and foremost, as an interim measure, I would get yourself, boy, they're almost made a bungee cord or they almost have little springs on them. If you pop to your local your local vet, I know we have some ourselves, but um, the pet shop as well. They have almost like a little insert in them so they can shock absorb some of the pulling that your dog might be doing during these episodes. Okay. So it'll just kind of, it'll maybe be a little bit easier for her to hold on to the lead and not have as much jerking from Susie. So as an interim measure. what's will, it called? I, they don't really have a name. Some of them are, they're kind of like bungee cord. They okay. have like a little elasticated insert in them. So it just shock absorbs a little yeah,
1: bit. Yeah, so you won't be able to run off. Yeah, Exactly. She'll be able to run well, off, yeah.
0: It, it'll just kind she of ease pull. the jerking movements. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. As an interim measure, I would suggest that. But long term, really, it's going to require a little bit of work with Susie to get her to overcome the fear and listen to her owner when she's out on walks a little bit more and to feel more secure. I really think you probably need to get a dog trainer involved or a behaviourist um, because it's quite a traumatic experience for a little dog being attacked by another dog that they previously might have thought was fine. Um, it's very much like ourselves. If we went out into the street and that had happened, we'd probably be looking around very, yeah. very worried. I'm
1: wondering, could she find, if she, I wonder, if there any other friends who have dogs, you know, quieter mm. dogs? It it could help
0: and I think certainly under the guidance of a behaviourist or a dog trainer they may well suggest that. I think it might just require some some gentle training and very very small baby steps to getting to the point of going to let's say a a normal park walk again. If there's any more isolated but safe for you walks that you can go on that you think are less populated with dogs Mm. sometimes avoidance a full resolution of the problem is, is the best thing. Just okay. lower the stress levels for you and Susie. Uh,
1: it's tough going. OK, good luck with that, breather. And uh, it's somebody who signs themselves desperate pet owner in Newmarket. Hi, Trish and Jane. <laughs> I need to spay my cat, but she keeps getting pregnant about six weeks after having the previous set of kittens. Mm,
0: this is really common and super frustrating. And my heart goes out to you because you're trying to do the right thing getting mm. your spayed. It's really challenging. So they can become pregnant incredibly quickly after they give birth. Um and a lot of the time if they have kittens on them so they're nursing the kittens yeah. Um. at that point it's not the best point to be doing surgery for them because they're still nursing the kittens and the last thing we want to be doing is is spaying them and then having a let's say a surgical wound near, near where the kittens will be nursing because normally it's just down the belly okay now I think you're just going to have to be really really watchful um, And speak to your local vet about arranging a, a time that you think would be likely. You want to get them when they're probably between five to seven weeks. So after they've, let's say, nursed this lot of kittens and they're beginning to wean themselves, that would be the ideal time. Get her um, in, So the kittens have a little bit of independence, get the mum straight in and do it then. I think it 's really I, quite I remember difficult. one
1: of my cats many years ago, like that, and I was very vigilant there was she'd, she she uh, she had had mm-hmm. it was a, a feral cat she'd had one kitten when I found her, mm-hmm. and then I said right that 's it i 'm getting her neutered, so I took her down to get her neutered, and she was already pregnant, but which yeah. we didn 't realize, but they were very mm. but they were taken away with the operation I know mm. not ideal but it was uh, not ideal it 's yeah. best
0: to avoid it, but I suppose one has to think about the vast population of cats and kittens that we have in this country it's yeah. absolutely explosive um, I remember reading a figure once that is it one unspayed female can result in let's say 10 generations later something like 150,000 or 200,000 yeah. cats it's an absolutely That's astonishing amount areas
1: that are full of feral cats
0: absolutely so I really think in the grand scheme of things we have enough cats in this country. Yeah, we do indeed. <laughs> um, so if we can limit, ideally by spaying, spaying and neutering these cats, it's the, way to um, go. Is the best thing okay. to do. Okay,
1: Anne says, hi Jane, I have a 12-week-old golden retrieve, retriever. When can I take her for a three-mile walk and how do I toilet train her?
0: Ah, oh well, this is a very exciting time. 12-week-old labders are absolutely beautiful. So I would say work up slowly to a three-mile walk. If you imagine, I think the best way of thinking about it is what would you take a toddler on? So would you take a toddler for a three-mile walk? Mm. Probably not. Yeah, it's a bit long. <laughs> it's a little bit long. You'd, you'd work up to it. I think shorter walks... Um, and not particularly strenuous walks are best for growing pups because if you think about it they're forming their skeleton at that point and we certainly don't want a lot of impact on that skeleton because it can cause problems and it can cause wear and tear on on very young joints and it's a big enough dog exactly i would say i would leave the three mile walks maybe until we're a little bit older maybe six seven months maybe even plus that depending on her fitness levels um I I would be a little bit more restrained at this point. And certainly at twelve weeks of age, we're probably only just getting used to the lead, just getting used to walking. It might be a little bit much much for them even emotionally to be out for that long. Yeah. Um it's a whole new world out there And for of them. course
1: you don't go out go out until the injections are exactly. given Exactly. So
0: I, I assume at twelve, 12 weeks, weeks speaking yeah. to this owner that it's it's probably had its full course of primary vaccinations. So you can vet, go out now. Yeah, your vet will be able to guide you as to at what point they feel they're comfortable after the second vaccination for that pet to go outside in various Okay, but gardens. hold off on the
1: three mile walk hold toilet
0: off. training. Toilet training, the best thing is give them as many options, um, as many chances as you can to do things right. So take them out to the garden way more than you think they'll need to go out. Um, because then at least they have the option and that'll reduce the amount of times they get desperate and you might not pick up on their I need to pee signals um, and they have a little accident inside so give them ample opportunity to do the right thing outside plenty of fuss plenty of reward they're the best dog ever when they do their business outside a little treat afterwards and also just extend the little walk outside after they've done their pees and poos for a half a minute a minute so that they don't think that them doing their business signals the end of all of the fun
1: yeah that's yeah. that's a good piece of advice. Okay, hi uh, Jane. My cat has arthritis. What can I give him? Thanking mm. you.
0: This is a really common problem, particularly in cats, because we see a lot of, let's say, older teenage cats. Um, and they're they're fabulous little creatures, very old and wise, but sometimes they do get creaky joints. I think a visit to your vet is in order. Some of the main signs that we see in cats that are becoming a little bit stiffer, mainly a reluctance to jump initially, and then later mm. on a bit more of a stiff and painful gait or difficulty standing up and sitting down. It's kind of like ourselves if we have creaky joints. I think visit your vet. They'll be able to guide you. There are a number of, let's say, pain relief, anti-inflammatory medications on the market that may may be suitable for your pet, but your vet will be able to guide you. as. And to they that. do work. Yeah, absolutely. I see a lot of pets that they almost become like puppies after they've started their course of... of let's say anti-inflammatory because it gives them such relief that it really improves their quality of life so I think it's definitely worth investigating with your vet and if your vet feels that that is appropriate and would let's say improve your little cat's quality of life and ability to jump and bound around the same as she always did then um, then I'm sure that would be something that would be possible Okay and eight uh, I have a terrier dog this is Una
1: great form uh, is eating but seems to be losing weight and does seem to be sleeping more he's tired more eight okay. year old neutered male should I be worried?
0: In short, I wouldn't say worried, mildly concerned. I would say it's something to keep an eye on if we're eating normally and losing weight very much like in people that's that's never never a great sign Alarm bells. it could just be a change in activity relative to diet if we've become a lot more active recently and the diet hasn't changed but it sounds like we're becoming a little bit more lethargic as well so that, that's concerning I would visit your vet for a full health check they may even suggest some bloods um, just to see see what the inner workings of the body are doing at that point in time but I think and an eight year old isn't old not very no, we, were, we were a terrier yeah. not particularly old for a terrier I normally see them into their teens a lot of the time yeah. Um. so no we're, we're getting into our more senior years let's put it like yeah. that we're not over the hill just yet ok <laughs> alright
1: but so don't, don't panic yet but don't I, I would I would react. seek some help ok yeah. alright we'll leave it there thank you for that Jane have thank a lovely you. week and we'll chat again next week that is Jane Pickett from the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket which is part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group